broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. His dead cap number is 15 million, which means they will lose 2 million in projected cap space. Tweets Vincent. <laughs> yeah, he was due. Bonsignore. He was due, he was due 13.6 <laughs> million, and his dead cap is 15.6 million. Wow, the lack of respect on the last name. No, look, I, I, I can't complain. I'm not the uh, best when it comes to uh, last names. It's the Italian in me. I just, I'm going to use that as an excuse. We're not good sometimes when it comes to last names. But whoever that was, I really would like to know. So maybe DeMond can help me out uh, on that so we could get the last name uh, at least straight. Welcome to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Ambajador. Uh, definitely want your call, 702-365-9200, to talk about everything that's going on and maybe not going on. Who knows? Uh, yes, there's reports out there that Rodney Hudson um, is going to be released. It wasn't on the official uh, transactions today, uh, nor has <laughs> Gabe Jackson been officially released. Uh, I know these are trying times for, for Raider fans. Uh, I'm not saying that I know exactly what's going on, but I don't. But I, it, it has been made. Um, uh, I've been made aware. Let's just say that uh, from from various uh, sources that nothing official has happened yet. Not with Rodney J- uh, Hudson. Not with Gabe Jackson. Uh, and and to put that in perspective, we saw today that uh, Adore Jackson uh, got released uh, by the Tennessee Titans. Okay, it's on the official transaction wire. It's officially. Done. He's been released. Okay. Uh, the news of Rodney Hudson happened came out. I think before uh, I saw some tweets about uh, about Adore. So I ask you this: Why isn't it official yet? If you're going to release the guy, which um, is the report, then why hasn't it been made official yet? There's nothing that there's nothing um, that benefits or doesn't benefit the Raiders right now uh, for making that official. Um, so. I'm one of those guys that I wait until the dust settles before I jump off any cliffs. Not that I'm going to go jumping off any cliff or anything like that, but I'm basically saying that to let Raider fans know, just hold on. Uh, There's a lot right now that's going on um, across the league. There's a lot of chatter, and um, it's, it's generally, to all my agent friends out there, you know what I'm about to say, and you, and you know it, um, News right now is generally driven by agents, okay? That's just how it works this time of year. Uh, they're the ones that are leaking information. They're the ones that are you know, getting their clients' names out there for one way or another, signing the big contract. All of this type of stuff is generally being um, you know, uh, dictated by agents, okay? Um, I, I told you guys yesterday, I don't report anything as official until I get it officially. Uh, I can't go on somebody else's report. I can't go on um, somebody else's sources. Uh, but I do know, uh, and this is why I'm very careful, especially with news like today, um, it's, it sounds like it's more, it, more um, agent-driven than team-driven because all my team sources have not said a word on it. Uh, and that's you know, somewhat conspicuous to me. So we'll see. I'm not saying that Rodney Hudson is going to be on the roster uh, tomorrow or this year. Something obviously is up, 
Uh, does he have, maybe he has some misgivings. Maybe he wants to retire. Maybe he wants to go find someplace else uh, to go play um, next year. Um, you know, maybe the Raiders want him to renegotiate his contract uh, to create some salary cap space. There's a lot of things that could be going on. But until he is officially released, um, you know, then I can't sit here and run with that. And, I'm, and I would just say, don't freak out just yet because the dust hasn't settled. And it is kind of interesting to me that there was no official transaction. Again, I use the example of, of Jackson, Dory Jackson, the, uh, the cornerback for the Tennessee Titans. We got word that he was going to get released, and then the Tennessee Titans made it official by putting him, <laughs> you know, by, by releasing him. So, you know, uh, if, if that's the case with Rodney Hudson, why hasn't the team made it official yet, if that's what they want to do? So I just ask you that question, and I ask you to ponder that question question uh go out to the raider nation listener line uh tiki tau main is on the line you want to talk about the raiders how you doing tiki tau hey Vinny. uh with all due respect i know you're a made man in, in your business but uh if there, where the smoke is fired then yeah no lose, doubt about it i agree with if that we lose rodney and we lose Jackson. we only have that miller i, I mean I, I don't think table can walk in water i don't know whoever they, they, they give them I mean, uh, it's very frustrating. How can the Raiders can't say something? Hey, nothing's official. Throw us a bone for crying out loud, Vinny. They haven't done nothing. Are we going to keep Jackson or not? I mean, guys, they're 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 they're, they're playing with our emotions, Vinny. Uh, Jesus, I, I mean. <laughs> I think Gabe, I think Gabe and Rodney are unto themselves. I don't think they're connected in any way. Um, and I think in Gabe's case. Um, you know, um, uh, from from what I know, uh, and and I know I I believe this to be very very accurate. I think they came to him uh, with an with a with the offer to uh, re- restructure his contract. Remember, he was owed nine point seven million dollars this year. None of it's guaranteed, so the Raiders could walk away uh, scot free without any sort of penalty or anything like that. Uh, it sounds to me uh, like they approached him about a restructure. I'm not so sure where those. Uh, uh, you know, conversations went. Obviously, we haven't seen anything about a restructure of, of the contract. Um, it almost sounds to me like the Raiders said, hey, look, if we, if we can't work anything out, we're going to release you. And it almost sounds to me like the agent then went to one of his media, uh, you know, uh, sources and said, hey, the Raiders are going to release uh, Gabe Jackson. Now, that's two different things. Uh, if we can't do anything, we might have to release you. Then becoming the agent telling somebody that we that the Raiders are officially going to release my client. Those are two different things that aren't natu- necess- don't, that don't necessarily line up. Uh, and that report came out, you know, what a last month sometime uh, that this yeah. was going to happen. Well, we're sitting here the day before the start of a new league year, and it hasn't happened. It leads me to believe that the Raiders well, are still Vinny, holding it, out it hope. It could have been that the Raiders are getting cold feet. It could be that too, Vinny. I mean, I, I just if, I, if, if we lose, uh, it, it, it could be uh, anything is possible. It sounds to me more like they're either holding out hope that they can restructure the deal uh, more to um, something that works for them, uh, also put some guaranteed money in Gabe Jackson's uh, pocket, uh, or maybe they're waiting to see uh, once the dust settles after after today and and before. The new league year starts tomorrow. Um, you know, I think it's one o'clock California time or Pacific Coast time. Maybe once all the dust settles, a team jumps up and says, "Hey, we want to trade for Gabe Jackson. We're willing to give you X amount of assets, whatever the case might be." So there's there's some, something strategic for them holding on to Gabe Jackson right now. Um, it's 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 basically. I, I, I can see that. But what what's about that, Rodney? 
there's a I don't know, and I don't. We don't know if yeah. Rodney has requested this. It, it, it's it's such so out of the blue that it almost leads me to believe, and especially since you know things have been very quiet um, over in Henderson, it almost leads me to believe like this was generated or pushed by Rodney Hudson. I don't know that to be one hundred percent true. There seems to be some smoke out there. Um, you know, and I think it's generated by, by by the agent. There seems to be some smoke out there that that's the way it went down. So I don't think this is a situation where the Raiders wanted to or had any thoughts about you know walk away from Rodney Hudson. I could be wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that I know everything because I don't. You know, none of us do. And so if but let's go on the premise that it is Rodney Hudson's doing. Then you know then then who are you blaming here? You know, uh, or, 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 you know, and so now the Raiders have to react to something that a player has decided, hey, I don't want to play here anymore. I want to retire, whatever the case might be. So now they have to, you know, do something um, to, to so that's why to me that it's a different situation than the Gabe Jackson thing. I think Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson uh, are not lined up exactly. I think there's two different situations going on between those two players, and we'll see where it all heads. I think tomorrow we're going to have a clearer picture, maybe even later tonight. Back to the Raider Nation listener line. Kirk wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Kirk? Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for my, taking my call. Last week you made a comment about Farrell, and I just wanted to say thanks. Um, I've noticed the same thing, and uh, a lot of people weren't giving him credit, and so with the recent uh, acquisition of Yannick, my question really is, how can we afford to keep Carl Nassib at his price tag when there might be other areas of need to spend that money, i.e. defensive tackle, safety, or <clears throat> and maybe offensive line? That's another uh, player that, um, you know, uh, could, you know, we'll see what happens over these next 24 hours or now, like, what, 15 hours or so. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a costly guy coming off the bench. Cause I, you know, I think that Max Crosby is more likely now to, to be replaced in the lineup and, and, you know, on Twitter, everyone's just running to town with that. There's plenty of money and plenty of plays out there uh, for Max Crosby, even coming off the bench. Um, but I'm going to say this again, Max Crosby is not the caliber of player, uh, that, that, uh, that Clee Farrell is. There's a reason why one was drafted fourth and one was drafted in the fourth round. Uh, and it's nothing against Max Crosby. It's just what they are. To me, uh, Max Crosby is like uh, the guy that the 200 hitter that strikes out a ton, uh, that hits 25 to 30 home runs. Everyone, it's easy to see the home runs. Uh, and and th- th- it has value. There's no question that it has value. Uh, but there's also deficiencies, major deficient, big time defi- deficiencies. Whereas Cleve Farrell is the guy that hits like 320, plays tremendous defense, uh, goes and steals you a bunch of bases. Uh, maybe he doesn't have the 30 home runs, but maybe he's like 15 to 20, maybe he gets to 25 at some point. And I think that he's going to be a guy, if you're talking about it in baseball parlance, uh, can get up to you know over 20 home runs to just increase the value. But he's the more dependable, more effective, uh, more efficient, better player than the guy that hits the 25 to 30 home runs and strikes out 200 times a year or whatever. So you have to understand that, and, and fans get caught up in the, in the sacks, the, the, the easy thing to look at when there's a bunch of other things uh, that go into making a defensive end a good player or not, or, or a better player than the other. I'm not saying that Max is a bad player, but I'm saying that there's some areas of the game that he has to improve in before he's ever talked about in the same breath as a Cleve Farrell. They're just two different players. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Damian wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Damian? 
Hey, Damien, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Um, so my opinion is uh, it seems like this team under Gruden and Mayock, um, we're just losing out. We're just losing a lot of players. Um, we uh, th- This regime has preached um, a lot of uh, good things, but it seems this team's going into a rebuild, and it's year four under Gruden, and we shouldn't be at a rebuild. We should be at our best um, in his fourth year. Um, I don't understand why this team is rebuilding. We're getting rid of all of our important pieces. Um, since Gruden has been taken over the team, I mean, Mack has been gone. Cooper has been gone. Now Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Aguilar, um, Trent Brown, Antonio Brown fiasco. It seems no one wants to play for the Raiders. Gruden is supposed to be this guy, this coach, that is supposed to attract players. We're in Vegas, and it seems instead of us attracting players, we're carrying everybody away and everybody who doesn't want to play for us. I, that's something that I know a lot of us out there in Raider Nation has uh, been looking at, and it's very concerning as a, as a fan, and it kind of brings down the morale of us even looking forward for, for the season. Every year it's um, something new, something different, and it's not a positive difference. It's always something negative. So um, Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you, um, but, I mean... I, I'm not. I'm not overreacting to this, or, or or even buying into this notion that players don't want to play here. That's that's not the feedback that I get, and I talk to guys. Uh, that it's not the the and and every situation is unto itself. You can't just take everything and 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 cast it under one you know big umbrella. It's a com- I, I I told everybody this was going to be a complicated year in a lot of different ways because of the way the salary cap was going down and the hard decisions that, that were going to need to be made across the league, uh, not just here, you know, uh, w- w- with the Raiders. Uh, and, and, and it's important to look at every situation individually and not try to read, uh, you know, something big into individual situations. I don't think Gabe Jackson and Rodney, related, uh, Rodney Hudson's situations are related. I think there's two different um, uh, situations going on there. I think in Gabe Jackson's case, the Raiders would like him back at a reduced cost, um, uh, you know, the $9.7 million with the way the salary cap is going right now. I, it sounds to me like Gabe Jackson doesn't want to do that, um, and so now he's in a little bit of a limbo. Uh, the Raiders are, are, I think, waiting the situation out until tomorrow to figure out, do we need that $9.7 million? Um, is there somebody that's going to jump in and make an offer for Gabe Jackson? Uh, or, you know, can we, uh, do, uh, you know, can we get other moves made uh, satisfactory, uh, in a satisfactory way where we, where we could still keep that $9.7 million on the salary cap ledger? Let's wait and see tomorrow how that all plays out but as of right now there's been plenty of time for the Raiders to make that move official just like many just like they did with Terrell Williams just like they did with Richie Incognito just like they did with LaMarcus Joyner Uh, there are players that they have officially released like literally made it known put it on out, out on the wire these guys have been released Gabe Jackson has not been officially released Rodney Hudson has not been officially released there's been many players across the NFL who have veteran players who have been official, like they can go walk into any team's office right now and say, hey, you want to talk about a new contract? Because they're no longer the property of their former uh, team. Just like Terrell Williams was able to go to Detroit, just like LaMarcus Joyner, I'm sure, is talking to teams, just like Richie Incognito perhaps uh, is, is talking to teams. 
Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson, as of this minute, are still property of the Raiders in spite of reports that they're going to be released. And maybe they will be, but um, but they haven't yet. And that's, and that's important to remember because anything can happen between now and then. And those two situations, to me, are vastly different, it sounds like. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Michael wants to talk about uh, the Raiders. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, Vinny, I wish I could say uh, I'm doing better, but um, I hear you. that's where we stand right now with the current state. Um, this is my whole thing. I get it. Our offensive line was the highest paid in the NFL last year. It was a position that we needed to get cheaper at. There was no secret about that. And especially if we wanted to become more competitive in this upcoming season, we were going to have to make some moves. But now I'm sitting here scratching my head because I was hearing all offseason and I was seeing all offseason, okay, let's cut Trent Brown, let's cut Gabe Jackson, let's cut Richie Incognito and spend all the money on defense. Okay, now we're in this situation where what I thought was one of our biggest strengths, our O-line, and I know stats say otherwise, we are significantly worse at, we're inexperienced at, and I think we're going to have a lot of struggles next year. And I believe this team is right there. I think, you know, bringing in Gus Bradley is going to help out the defense tremendously. I think guys are going to succeed in his defense and his scheme. But, you know, you completely implode on the O-line in the way that we did, and now we're sitting in a situation where, okay, now where do we go from here? And I just want to know what the plan is because obviously we created a lot of cap room, but now what are we going to do with that cap room? There are guys coming off the market that are getting paid, and, you know, there's very – I'm not going to say very few options, but the options are dwindling. So I just kind of want to know. Uh, master plan, um, it's, it's, it's tough to see one uh, for, from, from my vantage point. I do think that if they have to move on from Rodney Hudson for whatever reason that might be, uh, I, th- I do think that they like um, uh, Andre James a lot, actually. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I've learned this. I'll go back to Corey Littleton. Uh, when the Rams uh, a couple of years ago, or what was it 2017, all of a sudden abruptly trade Alec Ogletree, who had like 100 tackles for like three straight years or 90 of above 100 tackles. A lot of us are scratching our head. Who are you going to replace him with? Uh, well, there's this guy, Corey Littleton. He's been good on special teams. You haven't really seen too much of him, but we believe in him. Okay, uh, all of a sudden, there's Corey Littleton just rising to the challenge and becoming a Pro Bowl player. Same thing happened uh, that same year, basically, with John Johnson at safety. He was a third-round pick and didn't really play much during training camp because of, of an injury. Three games in, they cut their starting safety. Everyone's like, what, what, what's going on here? Uh, well, we believe John Jackson's going to be able to, to go in there and play. Didn't even see him in training camp. Didn't play in, 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 uh, during the preseason. But they knew what they were seeing <laughs> behind the scenes and said, no, he's going to be fine. And sure enough, he was fine. So it taught me, especially you know, covering the NFL, starting to cover the NFL again in 2016, not to freak out when moves like this are made because a lot of times answers are there in the building. You just haven't necessarily seen some of these guys play. I'm not trying to paint a rosy picture here. I'm just saying that uh, there's, there's usually – you know, when you confidently make a move, and again, the Raiders haven't made any of these moves. We're just talking about moves that it sounds like they may make, or an agent has said, has told, you know, one of the ESPN or, or the NFL network, hey, this is what we've been told by the Raiders. They're probably going to release them, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, but um, it, it's, I, I, I've come to find out that while sometimes moves may seem shocking from the outside, 
if you know that you have somebody on the inside that can more than man the position, and these guys know what they're looking for. They understand what, they look, what they're looking for. Tom Cable has been around for 30 years. He knows the prototype. He knows the skill set he's looking for, the height, the weight, uh, the skill set, everything, all of those things to, for a player to come in and perform at a, at, a, at a nice level. And from everything that I've heard about Andre James, they do like him. So we'll see. If Rodney Hudson has to move out, then it looks like it's Andre James's job uh, as the first man uh, in, and he might turn out to be a heck of a player, or you might not even feel that loss. By game six next year, you're like, hey, that, that was actually not a bad move. So, um, you know, I'm not trying to soften the blow if there actually is one by this time tomorrow, uh, but, you know, that's not to also say that Andre James isn't capable of coming in uh, and, and, and getting the job done, uh, or whoever else has to replace whoever else. So, you know, again, we will see. Back out to the Raider Nation li- uh, listener line. Alex wants to talk about the Raiders and everything that's going on. How you doing, Alex? Oh, baby. Uh, you know, I've been following you on Twitter for a while. You know, just want to say, you know, shout out to you. You've done a really good job. Um, my question is, you know, now that I'm seeing a lot of people getting, being dropped from the Raiders, you know, like your friend Brown, supposedly your Gabe Jackson, so we haven't seen so far yet, your Trent Williams. Are we going to be drafting, you know, a really balanced, um, you know, offense, defense? Because it looks like we're going to need some offensive line and we're going to need some defensive help. And then my second question is, you know, are, are free agents willing to come to, you know, Las Vegas? You know, I know it's an attraction. You got it's it's a city that never sleeps, big old party town. But you know, it's not like your Chiefs or your Rams. You know, your big flashy cash flowing teams. And from from what I looks, it looks like you know the Raiders are lacking in money. If, if you can't pay, you know the guy, your best player or almost your best player, which is your center, uh, three million more dollars. Uh, well, to you know, to, to answer the question about whether players want to come here, uh, players are going to go where 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 obviously where the money is. Um, I had somebody not too long not within the hour, uh, a player, uh, a friend, uh, you know, not a friend of mine, but but yeah, um, a player that I've covered before, know or you know around the league, um, and and I won't say what position uh, uh, he plays, but uh, but it would be you know a position that might be of need for the for the Raiders, and and he was telling me that he would love to come play for the Raiders. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think that, I don't think there's anything adverse to, to come in here whatsoever. I think players would love, would love to play here. Uh, they'd love to play for John Gruden, this beautiful new, uh, stadium, uh, that's about ready to open up. And, 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 you know, when that, when that, when that stadium opens up and 65,000 strong are going to be in here, this is going to be one of the more profitable franchises in the NFL. So the whole thing about cash and this and that. Uh, do the Raiders have enough money? They're gonna, they're fine, and they're gonna be even more fine. Obviously, once everyone gets past COVID, that did, um, you know, uh, cause a hit league wide uh, to pocketbooks. There's no, you, you can't just discount that when there weren't any fans in the stands. That's season tickets, um, you know, dollars that that uh, that went back to fans or were put on hold until until this year. Uh, that's that's you know uh, parking. It's it's uh, game day revenue. It's all of those things that didn't happen, uh, you know, unfortunately. But when it is, when this is rolling here, uh, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later that everything gets uh, back together and, and we're back on the on the on the right path to, uh, after COVID. 
This thing is going to be a, a money-making machine, <laughs> Allegiant Stadium, and the Raiders are going to be benefiting from that. So take that out of the equation, too, because it's not going to be any kind of a consideration, and it isn't any kind of a consideration. So um, uh, to answer your question, yes, players are going to want to play here. Um, we'll see what's going on with the offensive line. Remember, uh, only it was kind of a uh, mix-match offensive line all year long last year, save for Rodney Hudson. He was one of the constants and Gabe Jackson. Uh, but Trent Brown, Richie Incognito, those guys played seven games total uh, this year. Uh, and, and, and they had to, to really um, uh, kind of work around that. And they did it pretty darn successfully. So maybe that gave them an idea, too. Uh, we'll see what happens with Rodney Hudson. But, hey, we could do this cheaper and, and, and as good, uh, maybe even if not better. Uh, so, so we'll see. Even if Rodney Hudson does leave, even if Gabe Jackson does leave, don't freak out. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean this offensive line is going to be uh, putting you know Derek Carr in the in the mash unit. Um, Tom Cable is a very very capable offensive line coach who knows what he's looking for and knows what he needs. Uh, chances are uh, they have a pretty good idea of how they're going to uh, get it all addressed. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster brought to you by Tequila Embajador. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. You're in the huddle, Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, brought to you by Tequila in Bahadur. I know um, it's a an emotional day. Uh, there's some hard news um, and some hard realities probably uh, going to become official here pretty soon. We'll see. Um, until it does, nothing is official. But uh, it looks like, very, very much like the Raiders are moving on from Rodney Hudson, uh, their uh, longtime uh, center, um, in a move that, Kind of came out of the blue, uh, but it sounds like, you know, there's some, um, you know, probably some feelings on both sides. I know that the Raiders like the backup, Andre James. Uh, obviously, he's a cheaper, um, you know, alternative. Uh, that always helps. Uh, the Raiders were very um, one-sided in, in how they spent their money last year between the offense and the defense. Uh, so it seems like they're trying to balance it out uh, a little bit. Um and obviously, that's a hole that they're going to have to fill. We'll see about Gabe Jackson and where that's all headed. I think we're going to get clarity on that uh, tomorrow. Trent Brown has been traded. Uh, Richie Incognito uh, is a free agent now. Um, uh, uh, um, Denzel Good is a free agent. So as we sit here today, there's one starter left from last year's offensive line, Colton Miller. And right now, as we speak, uh, the Raiders have to re replace um, – Four four starting positions on their offensive line. Go figure. Uh, we came into this offseason thinking that it was going to be all about the defense. And now, lo and behold, uh, they have to fix the uh, offense, offensive line specifically. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line and welcome in uh, Danny Heifetz from uh, The Ringer. Uh, he heads the uh, Ringer's uh, fantasy football show, uh, which is uh, very entertaining and very informative. Uh, Danny, I know that your head is probably spinning, uh, as mine is this time of year. It's just uh, one of those crazy 48 hours in the, in, in the sports world. How are you hanging in there? I'm doing great. I mean, you're just kind of like updating Adam Schefter's Twitter feed. He's like the Energizer Bunny, and I'm just kind of like getting like fumes, like I'm huffing pain as I'm on Twitter these days. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, you know, uh, as somebody pointed out to me uh, just a little while ago from a, from a uh, NFL team, um, it's just so interesting how this time of year agents generate, you know, 99% of the news. They drive it right now. Uh, and for all sorts of reasons, you know, whether it's to get their client's name out there, uh, whether it's to put their client in a better position, uh, whether it's to try to force a trade or force whatever the case might be, a lot of this is coming from uh, the agents. We're sort of in a no man's land uh, the, the, during these two days. Tomorrow, uh, everything starts becoming more and more uh, official. Uh, but let's talk specifically about the Raiders and that offensive line, um, how it went from going into last year, uh, one of the top offensive lines in the NFL, according to various pro football focus, I think had a number one going into the uh, uh, season last year. Uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of flux. Uh, 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 Trent Brown barely played. Richie Incognito played two games. So it was certainly a different offensive line than what they envisioned. They played pretty well. But now it's you know Colton Miller and who the heck else. Uh, what do you make of what's going on with the Raiders' offensive line? So I think... It's a good question. I think the important caveat is, you know, this is a time of year where it's very easy to throw out hot takes and opinions. And the thing to remember is always the people running these teams are smarter than us and they have more information. So it's always a good idea to start the question of have they earned the benefit of the doubt. You know, you can look at the Patriots. The Patriots have made a lot of surprising moves this week. Has Bill Belichick earned the benefit of the doubt? I would argue yes. He fixed yeah. Super Bowls Trump's five years of, like, missing draft picks. You know what? We'll see how it plays out. So the, I think you look at these strange moves the Raiders have made, and I would ask, has John Gruden earned the benefit of the doubt? I would say no, quite honestly. I, you know, since that Super Bowl win, which was, I mean, 18 years ago, I think that was George Bush's first term. I mean, he's almost 20 games under 500 as an NFL head coach. And not to mention that Super Bowl win was, quite honestly, was made by someone. He wasn't running the Bucs. He, he came in in that first year. He didn't build that team. So the, and let's be real here. You know, Mike Mayock basically reports to John Gruden. John Gruden is the coach and the GM. And you, the problem I see is that he's got a lot of solutions, and the solutions haven't worked, right? Like, he, like the solutions that he's bargaining, Colton Miller at left ta at tackle has been a little underwhelming. Obviously, all the guys that were brought in with the Khalil Mack money, all those signings, with, you got LaMarcus Joyner. And the linebackers he's brought in, it's just the, the people he's brought in to fill the holes have not filled the holes, even though he paid a premium price to fix the problem, and they were not solutions. That's really concerning to me, so I think I look at this Rodney Hudson situation, and I'm like, does he deserve the benefit of the doubt? I don't know. What do you think? Well, um, you know, I, I, I do know, uh, I, I, I think that last year's team, um, and, and I think that you'll get, I'll put it this way. When, when the Raiders were hiring a new defensive coordinator, I talked to um, a handful of guys that were interested in the job, and I was like, why? I said, this is a team that gave up you know, 29 points um, you know, uh, a, a game, third worst in the NFL. And the one thing that kept coming back to me was, I mean, obviously anyone wants a promotion, whatever the case might be. That's always going to be a, uh, a consideration. But universally, it was the cupboard's not bare. They've got talent there. They've got players are they being utilized uh, correctly? Mm, uh, you know, uh, I'm not so sure about that, but there is talent there. It made it an attractive job, and obviously Gus Bradley, uh, you know, uh, jumped at the chance uh, to come here and, and take over. So is it a talent issue? I don't know. Uh, I think that the Raiders' offense was playoff caliber last year. Um, I think that, you know, uh, mix matching like they did along the offensive line, I think maybe they figure – 
we could probably replicate that at a lesser price, um, you know, uh, uh, this year. Although they are taking a chance, so in some way, and 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 they're three plays away from making the playoffs. Three defensive stands late at, late in games from being an eleven win team. I know that you know coulda woulda shoulda all that, but. I do think that they are headed in the right direction. I think they're closer than – I thought they were closer than a lot of people thought. But now with this offensive line uh, in flux, like they really need to, to address some holes that I didn't expect them having. That is concerning. Uh, but I do think that John Gruden is, is – I think he's up to the challenge. Um, it's, it's, I think it's a harder job now than it was when he was coaching, uh, you know, 20-some-odd years ago, whether it was in – you know, Oakland the first time around or, or, uh, or, or even Tampa Bay, the rules have changed. And I think he's finding that out, how hard it is to manage a team under the salary cap, especially when you have to rebuild the way they have, because um, it was pretty barren when, when he got there. But we'll see. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Is he up to the challenge? Will he be able to – does he get that benefit of the doubt? Uh, again, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, as far as – uh, what the Raiders' needs are defensively. Um, you know, they went out and got Yannick Ngagwe yesterday. That should help uh, the, the, the pass rush. But in, from your perspective, where else do they need to go now to get this defense back in order? So the defense, you mean another defensive end. I mean, you still need to keep going. I mean, obviously, I don't mean to bring up the Khalil Mack trade, and, and, you know, I don't mean to trigger everyone listening right now, <laughs> but the reality is when Gruden showed up, the strength of the team was pass rush, or at least the pass rusher and offensive line. And now offensive line is like the biggest area of need. And they still need a pass rusher because even though Ngakwe, it's weird because he's had eight sacks each of the last four seasons, but it's really concerning because this is a guy who had a great season. I think he led the league in forced fumbles in Jacksonville, but that's when they had the mo- literally the most expensive defensive line in NFL history. Not to mention Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack and great players behind him in coverage. So obviously a rising tide of defensive talent raises all boats, so it's easier to perform. Is he the guy who's going to raise everyone else's performance around him? I'm a lot less sure. And the most concerning part about Ngakwe is that the Ravens traded, I believe, basically a second-round pick for him. When they were in the playoffs, he was playing 20 snaps a game. Basically has him as a situational pass rusher. It's not because he can't play. It's not because he, he was hurt. It, 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 it's the Ravens basically felt that he wasn't really a huge asset in the run game. That's really concerning for a player that's getting the kind of money that they just gave him. And it's concerning for the Ravens also had Calais Campbell, who was also with him in Jacksonville. The Ravens had Matt Judon around him. They had Calais Campbell, and they still didn't think he could dominate those one-on-one matchups. That gives me pause, especially when there are other pass rushers out there. And again, it just keeps coming back to any of the individual moves Gruden's made in the last few years you know, you can defend all of them, but I start to look, okay, Henry Ruggs is the first receiver taken in draft last year. Okay, what does he bring beyond speed? Damon Arnett at cornerback. Okay, that was a, that was a little iffy. Lynn, Lynn Bowden doesn't even make it to the season. That was bizarre. Cleland Farrell, like, in the, as, you know, won the first defensive end off the board. Jonathan Abram at safety. Obviously, he's had injuries and things, but again, is that the kind of skill set you want in a first-round safety? None of, obviously, you can defend all any of these individual moves. Who knows? It's football. It's hard to judge any player after two or three years. But there are so many moves that have been made that the Ngakwe thing just kind of makes me feel, at what point into this 10-year deal are we start to look at Gruden and say, like, is, is, should he have the full control of his talent roster? Because they need defensive end, again, still, and they need offensive line. And those were not things they needed. And theoretically, that's how you want to build a team. Yeah, there's no question about it. And it, what will be interesting to me, 
uh, and, and, and from you know, uh, everything that I'm being told, Gus Bradley's going to have a big say uh, on, on, on the defense. I think and, and that's, that's the way it should be, work in a, in, a, in a good organization, uh, you know, especially when you have such an offensive-minded head coach. Uh, like, for instance, Sean McVay is not making the calls on the defensive players being drafted, you know, yeah. in, in Los Angeles. Uh, Wade Phillips had a big say in that. And, you know, the general manager, obviously, and, and, and Brandon Staley last year. And, um, you know, the new defensive coordinator this year is going to have a big say. So it, I'm, I'm curious to see what those decisions look like and how they play out with Gus Bradley having such a big say. Um, so and maybe that'll take some of the pressure off of you know, uh, Gruden on, on that side of the ball where he has a really trusted uh, assistant, proven trusted, uh, you know, leader of, of the defense. But it has to be, we have to see it. And, uh, and, and I'm with you. There are some holes in, in, in Gogway's game um, that he's going to have uh, to, to shore up. Um, I guess I'm going to give some allowance to the fact that he was on his third team <laughs> in Baltimore. So I'm sure the head was <laughs> In the year of 2020. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... So we'll see if, if life settles down for him and, and you know, he can, can really fit in. But, uh, you know, it's just there's, there are a lot of qu- uh, questions. And I guess my biggest question was I didn't expect at this point, the day before the official opening of free agency, hint, hint, or, or wink, wink, um, yeah. that offensive line was all of a sudden going to be such a major need. And um, I, where can they go in your in, – from, from looking at – I know it's a deep draft for offensive linemen, so I'm sure they're going to go there uh, to some extent. But out on the open market, if they do have to fill Rodney Hudson and Gabe Jackson, and obviously they do have to fill Trent Brown, where do you go to get to to to, to um, uh, make that happen? Yeah, so the answer is Trent Williams. I mean, you know, if they're able to make cap shenanigans happen and make it happen, who knows? But if they were to cut Rodney Hudson, everyone would be upset. And if they were to sign Trent Williams, everyone would be really happy, right? Because Trent Williams yeah. is probably the best left tackle to hit free agency. And I don't even know years, a decade, who knows? That would be amazing. But I, I feel like I've been a negative Nancy here. I do want to give the Raiders a lot of slack. Last year sucked. It was awful. It was hard to do. And whatever your job was, it was really hard to perform last year. And of 32 NFL teams, the only one who had to relocate was the Raiders. And imagine how hard it was for anyone to move. Now imagine moving into the desert and trying, and they, they were doing training camp. It was 100 degrees for some of these practices. I mean, they were having to move practice times. I mean, there is a logistical element of just that wears down on you. How hard is it? It's so hard to be cohesive as a team and play at an NFL level that they really did have this handicap from, other 30, from the other 31 teams. And to your point, there were a few, few bad breaks for making the playoffs. So, that is very encouraging, and I think that there is something to rally around there that, hey, we built a lot in the face of a lot of adversity, and now what can we do in 2021? Yeah, uh, and again, uh, with the, with the uh, caveat that, but we thought the offense was going to be fine. <laughs> that, was a, that was the strength of the team, and now all of a sudden, it's in complete yeah. flux, so uh, yeah. it's just it's it's just it's like and and I, you know I, I try to stress to Raider Nation uh, the NFL is uh, it can change overnight um, uh, and I've seen it and I I 
I, I, I try to, you know, just, hey, don't freak out. I saw the Rams walk away from when I was covering the Rams, Alec Ogletree, replacing him with a little-known guy by the name of Corey Littleton. Who? What? And all of a sudden, yeah. Corey Littleton <laughs> becomes a Pro Bowl player. John Johnson took over his third game as a rookie after not playing in training camp or uh, or, or preseason. What? They, they did up and cut their, you know, starting safety, and all of a sudden, they put this little-known r- rookie in there, and away he goes. So, they, like you said, they usually know a little bit more than we do. But it's hard sometimes to see it from the vantage point that we have, um, what that plan is. And I'm sure some answers are going to come, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little worrisome for Raider Nation right now, uh, which I'm sure you can times that by about 20 other teams across the <laughs> NFL as, as fans kind of bite their nails wondering what their team's going to do. Uh, but uh, regardless, we really appreciate you spending some time with us in the huddle. You could follow him at Danny underscore. Uh, Heifetz, H-E-I-F-E-T-Z. Really appreciate what you do uh, over at The Ringer. Uh, keep in touch. We'll, be, we'll keep in touch. And once the dust settles, we'll have you back on. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Vinny. Thank you for having me on. All right, uh, absolutely. Uh, that's Dan, Danny Heifetz from, uh, from The Ringer. Uh, does a really good job. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's good sometimes to get that national perspective of, of what's going on. Um, you know, the, there's been some curious moves. There's no doubt. Of, uh, Rodney Hudson, uh, the release of Rodney Hudson, um, you know, uh, we'll see if it becomes when it becomes official. But it looks like it's imminent. There's no question about it. Um, uh, and, and, and really the whys and who approached to and, and, and why, you know, why now? Uh, I do know that the Raiders really like uh, Andre James. Uh, that's something that I keep in mind because remember I'm talking about Alec Ogletree who had uh, a slew of tackles when he was the middle linebacker for the Rams they, they just trade him out of the blue after signing him to a long term contract and the next thing you know Corey Littleton was playing better than Alec Ogletree John Johnson uh, steps in as a starter and does a tremendous job so there's always somebody in waiting um, and we'll see if Andre James is that guy to replace Rodney Hudson here in the huddle brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is a Tuesday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Um... Listen, I know, again, it's trying times. Um, you know, you're seeing players being released and moved around. There's a lot of moving parts uh, right now. Um, talking to some people. Um, it's just, you know, Colton Miller has to get paid here pretty soon. That's going to cost a, a pretty penny. Uh, it's, it's a lot of this is going to be about, you know, um, it's not that you don't have the money at all. The Raiders definitely have the money, but it's, you know, with the salary cap, um, you have to balance it out on how, you know, the, the kind of paying that you're doing at positional groups um, and and the money sometimes shifts. It's going to shift to Colton Miller. Now you got to find, you know, more reasonable uh, options uh, alongside him as a group. Uh, last year's offensive line was a very, very expensive offensive line. Um, it looks like they're they're trying to balance that out a little bit in order to put money elsewhere. Um, it, it hurts. That's the way it is with the salary cap. Um, it's not easy, and hard decisions have to be made. Look at the Rams. How many players that they're lo- losing uh, to free agency right now, uh, or you know re- having to restructure or cut 
uh, it's it's that kind of a situation. That salary cap is is that legit. So uh, you have to make hard decisions, and you have to make it all work. Uh, these are 53 pieces of a puzzle that all have to fit under the salary cap. Now, for the present, for the next year, for the next five years, it all adds up, and, and, and it's a, in constant uh, flux, and uh, there's changeover. There always is. That doesn't necessarily have to always be a bad thing. I gave you some examples of players that look at the Patriots. Um, you know, I'm not trying to compare the Raiders to the Patriots right now at all, but I'm just saying that they make hard decisions all the time in getting rid of players, walking away from players, trading players. Um, the, as long as you're drafting good, and that's on Mike Mayock and the scouting staff to start really replenishing. And, uh, and 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 getting good development players in the system uh, so that when you can comfortably walk away from a veteran and say, hey, you know, uh, money-wise, we just can't do it right now. Uh, we've had other areas of needs. We feel good about the backup coming in here or about the plan uh, to replace you. You need to get to that point. That's how the good teams do it so that when you do inev- inevitably lose a popular uh, productive veteran player because of salary cap considerations, you can do it way more comfortably than scrambling. We'll see what the Raiders do uh, to get this offensive line squared away, but I would imagine they do have uh, a, a plan. Uh, back to the uh, Raider Nation listener line. Gangster Raider uh, wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, man? Hey, what's happening? <clears throat> I'm doing good. I just want to say, I just want to say it's sad about Gabe Huston. And um, I say... You keep a player like that in the building. You don't let a player like that leave the building, especially if it's over just $3 million. You know what I mean? But also, um, if you do let the center of a quarterback go, then that must mean you plan on um, trading a quarterback too. And you know I'm not a Derek Carr fan or apologist, but um, I'm not a hater. You know, so I used to root for him or whatever, but I think he's reached his ceiling. I think he's going to take us as far as he's going to take us. And I like the way the market is drying up for um, quarterbacks. So it looks like Houston is going to shoot himself in the foot by refusing not to even deal Watson because after a while, it looks like it's going to be only a few people left to deal with him. It looks like it's going to be just us, Miami, and New York. And if I was the Raiders, I'd offer Mariota, Carr, and our first this year and our first next year, you know what I'm saying, for Watson. You know what I mean? And think about that. Wouldn't you take that if you was um, Houston? You're getting Carr and Mariota and two number ones? Think about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, uh, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's being traded, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think right now the Raiders are trying to, uh, to, to, to figure out uh, how best, um, you know, to, uh, to now address this offensive line. And, and, and one thing to keep in mind, um, is that there's a lot of options out there, and it's going to come relatively cheaply. Uh, you, the money already, you can tell, is already starting to dry up uh, for a lot of these free agents because there's less money this year than there has been uh, in the past. And so, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I think that the Raiders have a lot of confidence in Andre James, the young center from uh, from UCLA. There's a reason why he dressed out uh, every week last week, didn't play because Rodney Hudson was obviously playing, um, but they like him. And, and you know, I've learned from experience uh, that, uh, you know, 
They're not just keeping somebody around. They're not just saying that they they know what they're looking for. Tom Cable, who runs that offensive line, knows what he's what he's what he's uh, what he's um, you know uh, capable of. I go back again to the Alec um, uh, um, Ogletree story with the Rams. Uh, the day that they were getting ready to trade him, uh, the linebacker coach uh, Joe Barry told me a story about how you know they're they're thinking about trading Alec Ogletree, who's coming off a slew of ninety plus tackle seasons. He and they had just signed him to an extension, and you know John McVay calls Joe Barry and says, "Hey, we're thinking about you know trading Alec Ogletree. Are we good? Do we have coverage? Uh, if 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 we do, and and um, and Joe Barry told me he goes, I told Sean McVay." 1,000%. Corey Littleton is up to the challenge. Corey Littleton is going to uh, be, be fine. And the next thing you know, no one was ever talking about Alec Ogletree, great guy, uh, uh, anymore. Because Corey Littleton came in, took the job, and played even better. So I'm not saying that Andre James uh, is going to do that. But I can guarantee you this. It, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, John Gruden, I'm sure, has had talks with Tom Cable and about, hey, uh, if we have to move on from Rodney Hudson, uh, is Andre James capable of doing this? And I'm sure, and it sure sounds like, the answer is yes. So, um, you know, put trust in, if you don't trust John Gruden, put trust in, in, in Tom, Tom Cable, who's been a magician working this offensive line, uh, that he feels like Andre, J- Andre James is going to be able to, to fill this hole. So, again... It's, it's disappointing. You know, you have allegiances to these players as Raider Nation. I get it. I understand it. It's emotional. Uh, but there's always a plan. And uh, if Andre James can come in and, and, and hold down the fort and play at a high level, uh, then, then they just were able to – that $6 million that they're saving in, in cash can go to somebody else now. And now you're not doubling up in $12 million that's going to you know, Gabe, or, uh, Rodney Hudson and some other guy. Um, it's just the $6 million and whatever, the one point some odd million dollars that, that, that Andre James will make. So it all has to work under the salary cap, with the cash, all of that. Uh, but, you know, uh, if the Raiders feel like Andre James can get the job done, if Tom Cable feels like Andre James can get the job done, you know, Raider Nation probably should give her the benefit of the doubt as well. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur.